Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word, the Desert Spring Church podcast. Uh, We are in the middle of our summer stories series. We've gone off script for the summer. And instead of our usual deeper dive to pastor's sermon, we are getting to know some of the people of Desert Spring a little bit better. And it has been really great. And so I'm very, very pleased to be able to have one of my favorite people here at Desert Spring um, as one of our podcasts. I'm told it's her first time being a part of a podcast. Um, so we have Miss, most of y'all know her as Miss Billy around here. And if you're not sure who I'm talking about, uh, she's our favorite dog lady that, uh, brings our, brings our dogs to church. So Billy, tell us a little bit, um, introduce yourself and a little bit about how you came to be a part of Desert Spring. Well, I, uh, am Billy O'Dowd and I had a husband that was, uh, diagnosed with, uh, Lewy body dementia and, we decided that it was time to go back to church. We had been churchgoers all our lives, but we were not into it that much. And so we came to Desert Spring in 2008. And he was diagnosed that year, and and uh, he had a tough time. I was a caregiver, but he was a wonderful husband, and we went from there. And that was 2008. 2008, and we started the ministry for the dogs in 2010. Yeah. So in the meantime, of course, we got to know Pastor Dave. I did not know that he had just joined uh, Desert Spring about the same time. Yeah. And it was very interesting to me. I loved children, and he had so many. Yes, (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) That that was very impressive. But we started going, and we joined, and then... You told me about the ministries at Desert Spring, and I thought I was required almost to do one, so I did the therapy dog. Wonderful, wonderful. So it, it's kind of morphed a little bit throughout the years, but it started out being called Reading with Rascal, right? Uh, well, or actually, it... we started out with the testing of the dog. Oh, okay. And, okay. and uh, nobody really got into that so we started with reading with rascal then and it got big yeah they still have the favorite one on halloween and uh, i'm hoping to pass that along because i will be moving oh we're not getting to that part of the story yet billy we're not talking about that (laughs) (laughs) but uh in the meantime we really built uh our therapy dog group quite large yeah yeah and so for those of you listening just picture a bunch of just, first of all, very well-behaved dogs. And, yes. And then um, children coming together. Uh, yeah, there. I remember there's, you know, usually a holiday. So, like, there's the decorations or the they're dressed at, they're dressed as in Halloween or the 4th of July or the things you've done over the years. Um, and kids just getting a chance to sit and read with the dogs. Like, well, what a great year, combo. Yeah, in those years, it was uh, uh, many of our uh, uh attendees were very poor yeah the church was very poor in those days and so this was a big outing for them on saturday mm-hmm. we would have the party we would have the dogs we would give out trinkets to each child and mm-hmm. re- refreshments and it was about three hours mm-hmm. so the, mm-hmm. it, the parents enjoyed relaxing and the kids loved the dogs mm-hmm. we did a little different dog work than what the normal reading programs are. The kids were welcome to go anywhere 
if somebody was reading, they just waited until they finished and they could love the dog in the meantime. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they could read to the dog. So yeah. you're promoting literacy and oh, yeah. you know, the love of, of dogs. And um, that was such a, yeah, such a beautiful thing. Yeah, and towards the end of uh, this past year, Sierra was part of that group. She would sing and dance and get the kids to dance. Mm-hmm. So it really grew. Yeah, yeah. So it was hard when COVID came. Obviously, that was something that, yeah. you know, couldn't happen during COVID. And so that was... yeah. A lot of things weren't happening during COVID, but um, I love it now. So if you come to Desert Spring now, um, every once in a while, the dogs show up uh, and it is a big hit. And people ask me, when are the, what, what Sunday are the dogs coming back? I think they plan there. And we're, <laughs> we're planning schedule. for this Sunday. Yeah. So this Sunday, they're going to be hanging out with us. And um, yeah, you even had dogs coming uh, on open playground days. So yes. that's, that's just uh, been such a blessing. So we have not gotten to the part of the story about how a uh, big staple here is about to, to move on. But um, so I want to back up a little bit and just talk about Billy as a little girl. Oh, we're going we're going back. Okay, we'll go. I was born and raised in San or I actually I was born and my first six years were in San Antonio, beautiful city, the river and the missions and the Mexican food and the zoo. And it was a beautiful childhood until I hit about seven and then we started having our problems. My mother was an alcoholic, and it ended up that we ended up with our dad, my sister and I, mm-hmm. and we went to a number of places, but we ended up in Uvalde, Texas. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was wow. the most pleasurable, the most beautiful city. Wow. We, we, I was a tomboy, and my sister loved to read, so my cousin and I, we could roam the rivers and bike mm. and swim and and we would go to the cattle yards and ride the cattle mm-hmm. until we got chased off. So I have a much different picture than most. Wow. But in those days then my father was had a injury and was crippled. So he decided to place us in the Methodist home in Waco, Texas. That is supported by the Methodist Church. Uh it is uh uh, about 400 kids, 450 acres of land, supported by the Southwest Conference. So he signed us over to them. Now, you hear Pastor Dave talk about the tough times of life. That was the worst for me. It took me two years to recover, but uh, it was also the best time. How Be- old were you, and how, was how long was that? You were 12 until when? And we were there, well, I graduated from high school there, and then I went on to Baylor, and they uh, put me through the first two years, and I didn't like what was going on, so I just paid the rest of my way with loans and mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. So you went in at the age of 12? Yes. All the way through? Okay. Yeah. And wow. it, they taught us independence, mm-hmm. and they taught us, uh, you know, we did our great, Betty and I did, my sister and I. Uh, did all the things we were doing before. But you have so many children there that were in need. And to me, we weren't in need, mm-hmm. but we were we were there. Mm-hmm. So we both went to school. She was a, a singer, and she sang in opera even. Mm-hmm. So that's the way they supported the church, that she would they would take her around to sing. And then I sort of just 
was a hangout and a choir and whatever. Wow. You know, but we I was there until I graduated in 64. And the thing that you, you asked me at the first, what was what defined my life? Yeah. One thing. Yeah. My dad. He told me probably, I don't even remember when he first tell, started telling me that I uh, could do anything I wanted. Mm-hmm. In those days, it was the 40s, the early mm-hmm. 40s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. women did not do anything not they anything. wanted. <laughs> no. And from then on, I believed it. I totally believed it. I paid my way through college. I, When I finished college, my girlfriend from the home and I borrowed $100 from my dad, who was still alive, and went to Colorado. Why Colorado? I had been in Colorado uh, for some summers uh, working my way through college because I didn't have any place to go. So a friend suggested that I go to Estes Park. And Estes Park was the most beautiful place in the world. Mm-hmm. And what did you do there? I, I was uh, at YMCA camp. Oh, I can totally see that. Yeah, we went to, <laughs> the the first trip was to Boulder, Boulder, mm-hmm. uh, Colorado. We took a bus ride from Moico, and I don't remember how much I left with, but I had 25 cents left when I got to, to Boulder City, hoping that they would pick me up. Wow. But I never doubted, ever in my life, doubted that wow. I wouldn't be taken care of. And so your dad stayed a part of your life, it sounds like. He just wasn't able to care for you. The home allowed him to see us about two, maybe three times a year. And what about your mom? My mom left. And so that was Uh, was the end. We never saw her after 1953. Wow. Yeah. So we became extremely independent. Mm -hmm. And Betty went on to do a little opera and then... She married, and she loved fishing in the Gulf. That's where my dad lived, mm-hmm. of, of uh, Gulf of Mexico, where they're having all the problems. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, I went on to college, and we got to Colorado. Now that's where I met Ron. Ah. You know, as the years went by, I started working for you. Well, first I had to get a secretarial job. Mm-hmm. I had a BBA, mm-hmm. but in those days they did not hire you. The, the only way, we had no money. We had $100 to drive from Moico to Colorado, and so we got a little place, beans and rice mm-hmm. for our mm-hmm. meals. Mm-hmm. We went on to uh, 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 enjoy all the things of Colorado. We made it. My girlfriend didn't get a job for six months. She was a perfect bookkeeper. She had gone into bookkeeping, and... Uh, she had no money. Well, neither one of us had any money or any family that we could ask. Mm-hmm. So we eventually made it playing a lot of sorry, eating a lot of mm-hmm. beans. And mm-hmm. then we went, let's see, where did we go from there? Oh, I started dating. I went to United Airlines. I went worked at United Airlines. Doing what? Uh, first starting out as a clerk okay. in their flight attendants for the, flight, for the pilots and stews. Okay. And then... Uh, they came up with programming, and I had figured out in Baylor that I could. I love programming, so I had already passed that test, that logic test. So I applied for that in the seventies, and I got it. And then I went over. Actually, they transferred me to do clerk work over at the uh, Apollo Center in in Colorado. Wow. 
and then eventually they had a programming entry for the people because they were doing programmers. They could not hire programmers for school in those days. So wow. we went to, uh, uh, I went through their classes and became a programmer and then a supervisor and then a manager and then met Ron. And where did you meet Ron? Oh, at a swimming pool where uh, we lived. Okay. Doris and I had moved to a place and we were swimming and then we fell in love and the ne- that was the next step of my life. And how old were you at the time that you met Ron? Probably 30. I don't, oh, you know, okay. I never even thought about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I married him in 32. Okay. I, not in 32. No. When I was 32. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I was 32, I married him and he has four children and he didn't want any more. So we agreed if I married him, they would be my children mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And so they have been all their lives, and I love them dearly. I wouldn't change anything. Wow. So through the years, you know, we raised them in Colorado, and they were still part of their mother's life too. But uh, then one day Ron says, as we get got older, we would travel a lot to Hawaii and all the places United was in. Yeah, you got to travel for free, right? Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, you and took then, advantage of that. Well, it was a cute little story when Ron... Uh, wanted to get married and asked me. I said, "Let's uh, go to." He he said, "Let's go to Vegas and get married." And I said, "Well, okay, we can do that, but you will have to will have to pay for your ticket and coach, and I will have to fly, fly first class." Right. So he immediately said, "Oh, well, let's get married here." <laughs> it's more so, cost effective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to go first class, needless to say. There you go. And, and he's been traveling, got to travel first class after that, right? And then we went on our honeymoon to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And the, I knew all the people in the flight. So they, uh, you know, we got to Hawaii and they had all kinds of goodies for us. We enjoyed Hawaii many, many, many times. About four days a trip, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We went to Hawaii in the new bubble, 747 bubble. Remember what that was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. was all cocktail lounge <laughs> and, and, and lazy boys. Yeah, it's not like that anymore, is it? No. <laughs> no. So when, you, when they were in flying over there, you could just stay up there. Well, not Ron really thought he died and got in heaven. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Wow. But that was uh, a lot of fun. And then we just progressed to get the kids through school and... Uh, you know, as our years went by, he was a dentist. Okay. But he, I spoke with him before we married and said, we will not do the dentist thing. What is the dentist thing? <laughs> well, when when you go into some of these doctor's places, they are snubs, snobby. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, mm-hmm. and he says, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We were once introduced as we walked into the room as doctor and mrs and i was disgusted yeah yeah uh-uh. I, because i, I just yeah everybody's equal right right so at one of the projects that i had at united airlines it was the test system at united airlines it was a huge test system and they needed to break that down to two test systems so i was in charge of it yeah and we got it done wow. it was tough 
but everybody worked on it. But it was party time. You know, we we were we had made it. Celebrate your accomplishment. So we went in to uh, the room where they were having the party, and the group up in the in the front, the all the managers hollered at us to come sit with them, not because of me, but because of Franz's status. Mm -hmm. And I knew that, so I said, no, we're just going to sit over Mm -hmm. here with my workers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I insulted people a lot like that. Mm -hmm. I just don't, it it doesn't work for me. Yeah, I like that. I like that about you, Bill. You're just just, uh, authentic and down to earth and, yeah. I don't care whether you're the lowest person or the highest person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a person to God. Mm-hmm. That comes across in... in but as the years in, went by, I did, speaking of God, transfer my thoughts about failure and not... I, I don't fail. And I believe that my dad started that and then he handed it over to God. Mm-hmm. So that's where I do not fail. If I have to change something it's because god wants me to i didn't make the mm-hmm. mistake right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that and your dad was able to instill that in in a young age for you yeah he just kept telling me because he knew women were degraded in those days yeah so what i'm ever so grateful for him yeah he died in 78 so that was uh and then my sister passed a couple of years ago mm-hmm. so my little dog and i are starting a new family now so, okay, we and this is the part I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about this, but I, I do know that you are, um, after how many years in Las Vegas? Th- uh, 20, no, 30. After 30, 30 years in Las Vegas, yeah. you're, you're getting ready for the next season. The next step of my life is going to be moving to a small t- town called Jefferson, Iowa. I will have uh, a number of, pop- the population there is 4,000. Mm-hmm. I have wow. my kids, my grandkids, and my great-grandkids. I have seven grandkids and three little tykes for mm-hmm. great-grandkids. Yeah. And I will be going into independent living. And this is something that a lot of people can't do or won't do, and it's very hard to do it. You decide that your life has to change. Somebody's going to have to address some of your problems. Do you want to make the decision or do you want them to? Well, mm-hmm. that settled it for me. Yeah. You know? I, I love that when you told me that, that you, yeah. you were going to take it into your hands. So uh, I've gotten my independent living place and it's very close to the great grandkids mm-hmm. and, and, of course, the granddaughter. And uh, so we're going to uh, move there in September. She's put my house up for sale. She has. Uh, it's about to go on the market in a few days, and you'll never get more money for it. So this is a real good time to sell. This is the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the time. So as you um, get ready to pack, uh, you're, you're not packing everything, you're not taking everything with you. No, I've packed. I've given tons away already. Mm-hmm. And I have some things for you guys to come out to the car and get for me for uh, the food pantry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you know, you notice I'm playing the age card. I, I no, you do that cut. That's good. No, that's good. You're you want so you're making sure that every everything is sent to stuff. the proper place. And mm-hmm. I am about finished packing the stuff. I'm not using it. Okay. So that I have a couple of months where I can just relax. Okay. What does that feel like for you to be packing things up and going to? You the know, next? I love the f- fact that I'm doing it myself. 
because I can get rid of everything that I do not want. If I didn't like it and it was useful, I still get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So now I know, you know, I'm buying a few things from Costco, mm -hmm. and we'll do a Costco or box or two. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you'll just... And I have the farm kids. I have, my grandson is a farmer with my son. They have their property heavy out there, but... Uh, their little town is so much fun, and they even have a casino there, of all things. <laughs> so you'll be a little bit at home. <laughs> yeah. One, I can take my golf cart mm -hmm. and drive around town. Okay. That's awesome. Isn't that something? That's great. So what, what do you hope to do there? What, what do you hope? Well, the, the first thing I will do is go over to, I can walk over to the hospital and start a therapy dog thing there so that I can continue with my therapy dog work. Going to get right to work. And then I'll get into the church there. They have the Methodist church there. And uh, then I'll see what happens. Wow. So. They don't even know what they're about to get. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a blessing you will be for them. Well, I hope so. You will be. I hope so. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, we're all excited. Mm -hmm. My granddaughter and my daughter really, really just pushed this. Mm -hmm. They didn't think I'd say yes. But of course, it's time. Yeah. Wow. You're an inspiration, Billy, because it, it's, it's, uh, your attitude is everything. People, so. people fight it. Mm -hmm. I'm old, you know, and I don't mind being old. I play the age card. I've told you that over and over. <laughs> you know, if I make a mistake, I, what I have to cancel two appointments today, one <laughs> unknown. So, uh, but you can get away. And I'm dyslexic too. Oh, my mom too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a fifth grade teacher that taught me the nine system. I love math, mm -hmm. but the nine system is if you take all the nines out, say you're adding a column, adding a group of, if you take all the nines out above the line out and all the nines below the line out, you look equal. And if you don't, then you've transposed numbers. Oh, wow. That's a good trick. I've used that all my okay. life. I'm gonna try that. Of course, I have a calculator on my phone now, so I don't I don't math anymore anyway. <laughs> well, um, so Billy, tell me when you you've had a very fascinating life. A lot of this I'm hearing for the first time. Um, so, who who are the? I hear your dad is a great influencer, but who mm -hmm. are who have been the big influences in your life? Well, Pastor Dave saved my life. I did go into a deep depression. followed Rod's death mm -hmm. but nobody knew because I didn't want him to mm -hmm. and so I had to work my way through that and I did and he helped me a lot and so did my doctor of course I refused to tell anybody else so mm -hmm. uh, but he and Jerry have been a total blessing to me mm -hmm. I, I could not have done this without him. Mm. So, and Ron really, the two things when Ron was so sick, he wanted to be at home to pass. He was sick for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And when he was so sick, he just appreciated Pastor Dave coming over. The two things he requested that I do is go to church and play golf. Mm -hmm. And so I continued that until I absolutely could not leave him alone. Mm -hmm. So, mm. yeah, it was... It's tough, and when you when you have somebody like that die, people don't realize all of a sudden you're blank. Your 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 life 
is you no longer have somebody to take care of. That was your purpose. Yeah. And you did it. That and, was, mm-hmm. And you don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, the phone quits ringing. The, mm-hmm. So, you, you know, I did my therapy dog work, but it was hollow for a while until yeah. Pastor Dave straightened me out. Yeah. My mom went through the same thing. When you are a caregiver, it does consume even your, and your. Everything. All of it. Yeah. yeah. So then having gone through that, what advice do you give to someone that's in well, that same situation? You will make it. You know, you need to, I mean, that's when I talk to God all the time. He sometimes doesn't make the right choices that I want, but then I figure <laughs> out that it's what I, want, I need. So I'm real happy. Mm-hmm. And I know out. this move is really interesting because everything I've done and thought that I needed to do, he's done better for me. Mm-hmm. Like I might say, I'm going to sell something and he'll suggest, he'll put in front of me to do this much better. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. But if you talk with him, yep. I mean, if you're really with him, mm-hmm. he will do wonders. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, Billy. And I know you were, you were a wonderful caregiver. I know that you took, uh, yeah. that was very important. You took that job very seriously and you, what a gift that was that you yeah. gave to Ron that, you oh, know, yeah. and he knew it. It's, it's just knew. that I didn't think I did very well. So pastor Dave talked me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you taught me, and I've told a lot of people this, that you can call the fire department because you're oh, you're yeah. not a you're not a big girl. No. Right. And yeah. so when he would fall, or you can call three one one. Yep. And they will come, and all of the ladies around the neighborhood want to try to be around to see all the firemen come to pick up my <laughs> husband. <laughs> they were real interested. <laughs> I bet they were. So you were doing your neighborhood service. Yeah, you were doing right. it for the neighborhood too. Yeah, yeah that's that's really wonderful. That's yeah. really wonderful. So as I hear your dad, I'm sure Ron uh, and Pastor David, any other big influencers throughout your life? Uh, I had a lady that worked with me at Baylor. She was a big influence. I have a, people, a lot of people that I've loved. I have to say that my kids are the very best. Uh, they They are all... They all belong to me, and I always tell them how much I appreciate their mother because their mother bore them. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do that work. Yeah. I got to play during that time. Yeah, well played, Billy, because <laughs> that ain't no picnic. <laughs> no. Yeah, she she didn't necessarily want me in her life, but she would accept me when I would talk to her. Because you were good for her children. Yeah, she As parents, that. right? We want yeah, our she, kids to be loved on by as many yeah. people yeah, and I always loved her. I I don't have a problem with people. I just don't have a problem with anybody, really. Mm-hmm. They don't bother me either. You know, I'm just easy going. So I I was telling my mom about oh I'm going to be doing the podcast with Billy, and she's heard me talk about you through the years, and and so she says, well, what what how how do you describe her? I said. Mom, you'd love her. She's an independent woman. My mom is too. And she kind of taught, she kind of put that, instilled that in me too. Um, And I know times were different in my generation than yours, but still, you know, we didn't exactly have equal rights. You have a tougher one than we had, I think. Yeah, it's hard to be a woman, but I think, I love that, that that was instilled in you. And I love that it was instilled in you by your dad. Yeah, he absolutely, and my mom was a big part of that until she got sick and got alcoholism and just couldn't function so so how would you just would you describe yourself as a child I had a rough time really 
uh, all of those times were rough. You know, when you see your parents bickering, and they did, and, and my mom wasn't good to my sister, and my, you know, it, it, it was sad, mm-hmm. you know. But I didn't know that we were poor. We didn't have any money, but we would go down to the Gulf of Mexico, and we, they would go out and catch fish. We would have tins to protect us from the mosquitoes. What a playground. Mm-hmm. You know, we so, had plenty to eat. Yeah. Never questioned the eating or the I, I went through Baylor, and my girlfriend, uh, she, she uh, was working as a bookkeeper then. And she's the one that came on. She's actually here now with me. Oh. Yeah, she is sick with a very bad oh, case of dementia. Friend. Okay. Yeah. That lives in the, okay. Yeah, and, and she, uh, but she came, you know, if I ran out of toothpaste, which I often did, she would let me borrow some because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had no money. Mm-hmm. Just happy away. Just keep going. Hey, but you're a very generous person, and so maybe part well, of money that... doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. To me, money, I have some, mm-hmm. but money is to be spent. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. Money just doesn't mean anything to me. It mm-hmm. really doesn't. Yeah. If I run out, I know for a fact that God's going to take care of you mm-hmm. and do a good job of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love that. Well, good. I love that. So um, one of the things I've been doing with the summer series is asking everyone for their six-word memoir. So the history behind that is, um, this goes back to Ernest Hemingway, was challenged to write a a story in six words. And his was, baby shoes for sale, never worn. So it can be be a a serious one, or it can be a very silly one. But if you were to put your your story or your life or just who you are into six words. Oh, see, and I've tried to think of that, and I don't know if I can come into six words. Yeah. Uh, Exciting, scary, overwhelmed, loved. Uh, That's about it. You feel things big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you embrace a lot. So as you get ready for your for your next season here, what are the things that um you, you feel like you're going to miss the most here? Oh, the church. Mm-hmm. Of course, the church. Actually, the church period. Mm-hmm. I don't really when you re- I have all my friends, which of course I'll miss, but here I don't really have anything left here. You know, I don't, none of my kids are here, just my friends. I won't miss the house. I mean, I'm shedding that, and that's a lot of expense. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have more money to spend wherever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church. I don't think I'm going to miss Las Vegas other than the church. Right now, it's like 110 today. You're not going to miss the 110 degree weather? I don't. I, <laughs> well, I thought I would spend the summer in Las Vegas and see how that feels again. Before I leave in September. Yeah, one more chance to yeah, be well, like, okay, this is why we're going. Yeah. But my, my son has a big farm out there. He's built three palms mm-hmm. around each of the houses. And I think, you know, and when they have a barbecue, they have hot dogs, hamburgers, brats, steak, lobster, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can even eat one of those, much less mm-hmm. all of them. So they have big get-togethers and grandma's all over the place. That's going to be wonderful. Yeah. That's going to be wonderful. And you can still join us online. You can still connect yeah. to Pastor Dave's Bible study and yeah. worship and, yeah. and and all of that. So that's, well, yeah. 
I'll, I'll miss you guys for sure. Yeah. All my little buddies. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were definitely going to miss you, Billy. You've been such a big part of, actually you've been, you got here before I did. So I've never known Desert Spring without Billy. So, well, um, let's just hope I really, really, really want reading with rascal and therapy dogs to continue. Yeah. And I'm willing to do the legwork in Iowa. I have the computer. I'm still capable of sending out emails, but somebody has to do the work here. Now, this sounds like a commercial announcement that yes, we're going is. into. So let, let's yes. hear let's hear what we're looking for, for okay. someone to, to pick this up. Somebody you. has to pick it up. And, and the things that I did on the day is coming up uh, Halloween this year is what we scheduled, and I don't want it to be canceled. You have to prepare. You have to go to the dollar store and make sure that every kid has at least two choices of things. You have to make sure that the pops and the uh, fruit and the, the cookies and everything are ready. So, you know, and I will fund it. I will fund it for you guys still, hmm. you know, because I didn't want the church to, you know, and, and a lot of people have pitched in to fund it and bring a lot of things. Mm-hmm. The kids love it. Mm-hmm. It's not as important to the families as it used to be because of the, the poverty level. Mm-hmm. Well, we might a million things. be back down now to mm-hmm. that, where mm-hmm. that was an outing for people that just didn't have anything else to do on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the, and their faces just light up. I see it on Sunday morning when the the, the yeah. dogs are there. The people's faces just light up, and it's such a it's such yeah. a wonderful gift. So well, now Sunday we're going to have my dog, which is a Malshi Maltese Shih Tzu mix, mm-hmm. and the big Bouvier will be there. And one other, we never, ever, ever ask for RSVPs. Right. If you do that, they don't come. So That's true. We don't know how many are going to come or how few, mm-hmm. but we will live with it. Mm-hmm. So, that sounds wonderful. It's going to be great. So you guys, if you want to really do something for me, I will do the legwork. I'll send out the notices, but you need to keep that going. It's important. Yes. It's important. Billy, we have the children's ring is filled with Bibles that that I know that that's been another one of your projects too. Yeah. All the Bibles in the yeah. in the children's ring. When the something. children have been, the children are the most important thing to me. Yes, you know, I was a Sunday school teacher for a while. Yeah, you were, and and I love the kids, mm-hmm. and I will do anything for the kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and they love you. And if these you have a project up. for the kids, will send me a note. You know my email. Mm-hmm. So, so when are you leaving? When are you actually the pulling out of town? The first part of September. Okay. So far, I, I will get the date here in the next week or two. You just want to get all of the summer heat in first before you yeah, go. Absolutely. Soak it all every, up. <laughs> every bit of it. <laughs> Soak it all up. And, and then you'll be going. Yeah. Yeah. And how are we going to, how are we going to hear from you? Maybe, you know, we can do podcasts long distance. So that would be a fun follow well, up to hear how fun. life is going there. How life is going in my little city. Yeah. I, and actually, I think it's just called a town if it's that yeah. much. Yeah. 4,000 sounds yeah. like a town. <laughs> 4,101 now. Yeah. With you when coming <laughs> when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, well, Billy, I, any other things that you want to pass along to people that didn't get to, or, or knew you, but didn't know all like, I just learned a whole lot of new things about you. I I hope people will be strong. If you just believe that you can do it. My dad always told me failure is not part of life. 
yeah. and shouldn't be, period. That explains a lot, and you've overcome a lot. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of times people with these great attitudes like you have, you know, they really didn't have that easy of a life. So no. it's it's not because life was easy. It's because you made a choice. Well, and one other thing, just to help those that have gone through this, my dad was getting old, and he did not know, want to go in a nursing so, home, so he killed himself. Oh, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was tough, too. But yeah. you see, we can overcome. The, right. And so when you reach this point in life that you're making a, you're making a decision you, to... You go, through, you go through something like that, you know, and you mourn for a week, and then you say, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to sit here and cry about it? Mm-hmm. Or are you mm-hmm. going to get busy? So I, people that go through suicide, it's tough. Yeah. But... Uh, and that was the person that I loved the most, you know. So you can do that too. Your but, faith is an inspiration, Billy. Oh, my faith. I can't, I couldn't live without it. Yeah. Yeah. And you and you have passed that along to so many others. And, and I know that you've influenced people, many that you don't even know, probably don't realize the impact that you've had. So I hope so. Yeah. What a, what a, I don't want to say goodbye. I'm not saying goodbye no, right no. now because we still have, we still got it. Well, minute. but we're not going <laughs> to say goodbye anyway. You said we could do a podcast. There I'm, you go. I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. We're, we will figure that out. <laughs> we will figure that out. Well, Billy, um, I want to close us in prayer, but I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come and be here and to share your story is important. You're a big part of, of the fabric here at desert spring and, and, and it's, it will continue on. It'll well, continue on. You. Your presence will still be felt here, but we do want to see you and uh, in Bible studies and online for there worship. You, you need to bop in once in a while and say hi. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to close us in prayer okay. then. Gracious, loving God, we just thank you for the gift of Billy. That um, the gift that she has been to all of us here at Desert Spring, and the 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 way that the ministry she started has grown, and and the lives that have been touched. And Lord, we're just uh, inspired by the faith that she has, and and the ways that she can recognize how you have carried her through such difficult circumstances throughout her life. We just uh, give thanks for the way that she shows us the ability to find joy in in all circumstances and to really the knowledge of knowing that uh, with you there is no failing in our lives we just uh, ask that you just bless her we know you will in this time um, as she prepares for the next season and we know that indeed life is made of seasons and we just uh Pray that this one will be such a joy and uh, that those that get to meet her and get to spend more time with her now, that they will be blessed in in the ways uh, that we have been blessed. Keep her safe and let all that she started continue on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.